So this story is about when I bought Julian Lennon's album, Villette, in 1984. Mm. I fell in love with the album, and I thought, you know what? Not only am I going to meet that guy, I'm going to become his friend. <laughs> right? Nice. And of course, for a, uh, you know, a slightly disabled Pakistani kid growing up in Kansas to say something <laughs> as crazy as that, you know, it was nearly impossible, right? So I used to say it, I used to visualize it, I used to think about what I would talk about with Jules when we had lunch, where we would hang out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people close to me were like, dude, you're, you're kind of insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is never going to happen. So, okay, that was 1984. Flash forward to 2007. Mm. I'm back in Kansas for a funeral for a woman that I spent my entire life calling grandma. She was actually my aunt's mother, mm. but we called her grandma out mm. of respect and love. She lived in Fredonia, Kansas, in the middle of nowhere. And we used to visit her 88-acre farm, drive the tractors, do all that. They nice. always treated, they treated me and my sisters just like we were their grandkids. So we, we loved them to death. So when we get back to the hotel, the lady behind the desk, you know, behind the, uh, the check-in desk. Yeah, yeah. She looks at me angrily and she's like, are you Hammond? And I'm like, Hammond. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm Hamad. And she goes, we've got like six messages for you. And you need to take care of these because I don't want these people to keep calling. And she gave me the message and it was from my office back in Los Angeles. And the message was, call us right now, Julian Lennon. Oh, right? man. And so I hadn't even thought of Julian in, in years outside of the fact that I always loved his music. Right? Yeah. So I got on the phone and I called my office back in L.A. And my, my office manager told me, he goes, hey, man, Julian Lennon is considering Lonely Seal to release his movie. Man. <laughs> and so first I thought they're just teasing me because we did that a lot. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't do this. I just came back from my grandmother's funeral. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. It's so, not, not funny, like, man. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, we're not kidding. So what happened is Julian Lennon had this beautiful documentary called Whale Dreamers. Mm. Julian produced it. Julian created the music, and he narrated it. Mm. So the movie was already done, and they were looking for the right company to, to take it out around the world and sell it. So I was told that in two, three weeks' time, Julian would come to my office in Cannes, you know, during the film festival. Yeah. And he would decide if he wanted to work with me or not. And so what happened is we get to Cannes. I'm, I'm never nervous, Jonathan. I'm, like, almost never nervous because I'm not starstruck. Yeah, yeah. I, I love meeting people. But I don't believe in autographs. I don't even like autographs, right? So I get the can. I'm waiting on him showing up. And all of a sudden, around the corner, I see what looks like John Lennon because he looked exactly like his dad. Man, right? yeah. And he's with his producers and, and I think a couple of security people. And he comes up to me and he looks at me and he shakes my hand and he's like, Hi, I'm Julian, and I'm like, yeah, I know. And <laughs> I take his hand, 
And he goes, can we talk? So we all went to lunch. We talked. And literally, during lunch, he suddenly decided that it felt good, and he wanted me to represent his, his movie. Man. So, but that's not the end of the story. I've got to share one more beautiful part of this. Well, but before, before you do, though, what's hilarious with this, and, and you know, people will realize this as they hear more of your stories, though. You said at the beginning of this, like, I always imagined we'd be going out to lunch and hanging out. And, you know, here's where we'd go out to lunch. Like, boom, right away, he walks in. You're at, you know, the Cannes Festival. And what do you know? You're going out to lunch with Julian, Len- uh, Julian Lennon. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty awesome. And I got to tell you, before I, before I go on with the story, I still know him. He's an awesome guy. And he is a phenomenal, phenomenal photographer. Mm. He's a brilliant, brilliant songwriter and singer, of course. But his photography is off the chart. Yeah. And he's a beautiful friend. I'm honored to call him a friend. He really is a wonderful guy. So we decide that we need to throw a party for Julian at Cannes. This is the best part of the story. So we can't do it alone because nothing gets done alone. So there was a company called hollywoodtoday.com the owner of that company was a dear friend of julian still is he got involved my company lonely seal got involved this all came together in three days wow we were told that we could invite 300 people right yeah so we invited 300 people the same night of that party the oceans 13 party you know the george clooney movie yeah the oceans 13 party was happening on a yacht but, of course, you know, Warner Brothers invited a 1,000 people. Oh, man. But, I, 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 a, I might know where this is going. <laughs> but, a, but a yacht doesn't hold a 1,000 people. Right. So, so as our party got started, what wound up happening is uh, the fire marshal shut down or shut off entrance onto the yacht for Ocean's 13. Mm. And word got out that Julian was going to play a midnight set at our party. Oh, man. So we wound up getting, and I still remember the number to the T, 1,643 people. Oh, at that my party. goodness. That's insane. <laughs> incredible. You know, it was unbelievable. And I'll tell you the best part about it is I sat there watching Julian Lennon play a midnight set honoring his documentary that my company had the privilege and the honor to distribute. Mm. Right? Mm. All I could think about is cutting Mrs. Graves' lawn in 1984, thinking that someday I would lunch with this person. There's a general theme here, Jonathan, and that is things kind of work out for me. However, they don't work out for me anywhere around the time that I want them to. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like like you said, it's it's kind of funny that you you acknowledge that like while he was playing or whatever, you were like, man, you know, twenty some odd years ago, I remember mowing her lawn, buying his album, thinking I'm gonna meet this guy someday, and it, it was it was actually like five times more than that because you were just like, oh, I'm gonna meet this guy, hang out with him, be friends with him, but it was even a step further where he hired you to distribute his documentary. Like, there's all these other things you never considered that came to pass. And you know what the thing is? I, I got to share that the point of me sharing this story is just to tell everybody out there the things that you want in your life, they're all out there for you to get. 
Right. All of them. Every single thing you want is out there. It's just a matter of how to approach it and how long do you want to wait to get it. So, you know, can you wait 20 years for a certain thing you want? Time will tell, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the the other beautiful thing that I wanted to share about this whole story is, you know, if you're just a good person and you spend every day being a good person and being kind to others and just treating your life like it's a, a good and pure thing, then good things happen, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they kind of always do. And again, I'll say again, they don't happen when you want them to. They never do. But well, I think in the darkest moments when things are going completely backwards is when you need to remember that just being a good person and taking a step forward every single day is what's going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I love about your stories too, like you've kind of said this, it's like, nothing is out of grasp, but like you said, it's right in front of you, and and how bad do you want it? Like, do you want it bad enough to where you'll wait 20 years? Do you want it bad enough to where you'll do whatever it takes to, to accomplish it? I mean, that that's really what everything boils down to. Like, it's it's your drive and, and dedication and, and uh, you know, the, how bad you really want it. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, as you were saying that, Jonathan, I just thought of one more quick moment about yeah. the Julie story. Can I share it? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So there's a picture uh, that uh, we'll find a way to, to put up somewhere for people to see. There's a photograph. At the party, there was a double-sided mirror, okay? Mm. Uh, like a wall-sized double-sided mirror. And I stood on the corner of that mirror. And because of that, it projected my right side twice. Huh, that's interesting. There's only two pictures that I have that show me not being disabled. Yeah, yeah. Right? One, as a child with my mother before my accident happened. And the other one was me standing in the mirror at Julian's party, right? Hmm. Because I look completely healthy because both my good side is projected on both sides of my body. Right, right. And what's interesting about that, and I'll, I'll, I'll wind up this podcast on this thought. I stood in the mirror looking at both sides of my body looking completely normal. And I realized, again, because I'd done this before, but I realized that, you know what? I don't mind being disabled. Yeah. I don't. I don't look at my image of two right sides and say, I wish I were that guy in the mirror. Mm. I really didn't. Mm. You know, I looked at that image in the mirror and I thought, you know what? So that's what I would look like if I'm not disabled. But that's not how I look like. Yeah. And I was fine, and I was fine with it. And it was another uh, moment to remember for me personally because it just reinforced that I'm totally okay with who I am. That's pretty awesome.